Hey friends, before we start the show, I wanted to introduce you guys to EM Media and Video. They are local to Philadelphia. They are great for filming video productions for commercials, and they do audio voiceovers for radio commercials as well, amongst a slew of other helpful promotional production needs. So if you want to reach out to them, call 267-528-7890 to get your quote today. Hey everybody, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Thanos, making you say, oh, snap. Today on the show, we are talking about personal development being personal, but also talking about um, my marriage, and basically today is the fourth anniversary of of my marriage, or would have been, and um, there's a lot of emotions that come from that, Uh, and I, I spent a little bit of time speaking specifically about the gratitude around that time period of my life and how that's helped in my personal development going forward. And, um, you know, this is sort of like a two part episode. The second half of the episode really talks about all that stuff. And then the first half sort of shares about, um, respecting other people's growth experiences as you move forward. Um, because people are just kind of like in different places at different times. And, uh, I think it's a challenge to have respect for different contexts in different situations and not just make lateral moves in the Graves model, which we talk about as well. So we're going to break that down today on Dopamine. Let's hit the button and do the thing. Let's go. Drums, The NFL playoffs have arrived, and we have you covered each day on Outkick's Hot Mic with Hudden Withrow. Some of the best football guests break down the biggest matchups from Armando Salguero and Donovan McNabb to Ryan Leaf and Bobby Carpenter, plus the top headlines and reaction to each playoff weekend. So, Chad, which quarterback extends to that next level? The Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott, Tua is on this list. Got to be Lamar Jackson, right? Yeah, it's I think, his time right I now. think so. Yeah, it's, it's his time to shine. He's done it in the regular season. He's won MVP. He's going to win it again. It is time for him to win in the playoffs. Playoffs are also a time to shine for Patrick Mahomes. Can he and the Chiefs offense figure it out in order to repeat this playoff season? There's plenty of craziness on a week-to-week basis, so pull up the bar with us each weekday wherever you listen to your podcast nfl and more covering your favorite teams outkicks hot mic with hutton and withrow hello friends c note here welcome to the show hope you guys are doing okay um yeah c note my name is christian rivera I have been doing this show for about a year and a half now, and um, it feels fun and exciting every time. I kind of just, I light up, I wake up, I get really excited. (laughs) Don't be confused by my monotone voice. Uh, That's just my personality type. I can't, I can't not do that. That's just what I am. It's fine. Uh, Hopefully you're still here and you accept that, (laughs) because that's just what I am. Um, So yeah, my name is Christian Rivera. For those who don't know me, I am a multimedia designer and creative calibrator. I help people to 
kind of get their head in order in terms of uh, sometimes we use typology and personal development models to get people uh, calibrated to their creative trajectory. And um, I also talk about mental health support on this show. And um, what I do practically is I'm a multimedia designer. So I do uh, photo, video, graphic design and podcast editing as you know, that's what pays the bills. So um, you know, this is what I do for a living. And this show has been the culmination of a lot of thoughts and ideas that I've been working through in the past year and a half. And when I first started this show, it was all about getting myself an opportunity to still work through a version of therapy with myself, uh, since I can't afford it. And I, uh, I was going through therapy for about a year or so, and it was immensely helpful for me to go to therapy and work through my thoughts objectively. And I wanted a new place to do that. So I started this podcast and, you know, there were some concerns that some people close to me would listen to it and get, uh, you know, get to know my, my raw thoughts. Um, but I also felt like that was important. I think that was important for people to get access to my vulnerability and, um, to be able to share my story and share my experience. And through sharing my experience, I've been able to connect with people. And that's been incredibly important because I know for me, you know, one of the struggles that I've had throughout my life is feeling as though I, you know, once, once you learn things, and I'm sure a lot of us have experienced this, that once you learn things, you just feel like you want to turn around and and preach at someone else about that thing you just learned. Right. And, uh, I feel like I've done that over and over again. And I wanted to do that, um, um, on this podcast, but over time I've been learning through typology and, um, something I really learned with my relationship with religion is that I can't, it's not, it's not for me to speak to someone's experience. Like it's up for me. It's up to me to have respect for someone else's experience, but I can't tell someone else how to be like, that's just not, it's not uh, helpful. All I can do is share my personal experience and, um, do what I can to perhaps speculate on someone else's experience, but be honest about the fact that I'm speculating and trying to help. Um, otherwise, you know, I can't tell you what to do. And I think that's sometimes the hardest part about life is that we reach a point where the instruction manual that other people give us or that government or education or whatever gives us is no longer applicable. And we have to find ways to find our own way in life and be able to become our own therapy or to be helpful to other people. And that is a massive challenge as we navigate life. You know, for me, that's been something that's ever present in my life these days is thinking about how the path forward at this point for me doesn't have an instruction manual. There are things that I've learned about, you know, you kind of learn and uh, to kind of relate it to the Graves model a little bit, you kind of learn about how to live within a structured society. You learn to live within uh, the, the bounds of, you know, education or the workplace or whatever life throws at you within a marriage or whatever the situation calls for. And there are all sorts of pre-written rules um, around religious experiences, around marriage, around society and the way we're supposed to behave. But as you evolve and develop as a person, there comes a time when you're entering uncharted territory. And for me, you know, as you move forward, 
lot of us move into like an entrepreneur space and we start to have our own businesses. But even at some point, when you start to go through that, you have to become comfortable with the idea that you're going to lose track of people, meaning you're going to separate yourself or you have to separate yourself to become more successful in your creative career as a person that's going to be a freelancer or start your own product line or create your own prints or t-shirts or whatever. At some point you have to separate from the pack and calibrate yourself to your own identity to move forward. Because anything that you read or you soak in from, from podcasts, from videos, from articles, all of that stuff, like you can learn all that you want and all that you can, but at some point you have to venture forth. And when you venture forth, you're going to come across obstacles that are unique to your experience. And those obstacles are situations that you've been preparing for with all of this stuff. But you soon realize that it's not verbatim, right? And that challenge is why we practice, you know, so many different angles. And that's why we have life experience because life experience is going to teach us so many more things than we could emulate. Like we can't account for certain life circumstances. You, I mean, we can go through life knowing that we're going to die someday or knowing that our family or, you know, people closest to us are going to die someday, but no matter of preparation is going to prepare us for those moments and those difficult things we have to deal with. We could learn about mental illness when we're a kid, but when we start to experience it ourselves, it is a completely different situation, right? Experiencing something is very, very different than mentally preparing for it. And that's something I uniquely deal with as an INTP or other INTPs I'm sure deal with this too, is this notion that we are very good at researching. We are very good at absorbing information and taking in all sorts of things around us, but we are not always great at implementation and experiencing. And I think we need to practice that. And I think many of us, regardless of your personality type, need to practice a sense of experiencing reality in its actuality more and more and not trying so hard to formulate reality around us, right? Experiencing reality for what it is and adapting to it and making changes um, based on what we're presented with, right? I, I think there's a healthy balance between controlling our destiny and adapting to what is, because there are certain things we just cannot change. We can't change other people. We can't change. We can't make a company change. If we feel like it needs to change to suit our needs, then we need to decide to leave. There is, you know, sometimes circumstances within a marriage that the other person is not going to budge in a way that you need them to budge. And that might spell the end of that marriage for you. And, other life circumstances, friendships, you know, other close relationships uh, might even have situations between parents and children that become a little bit uh, separated because we try very, very hard to move mountains of minds. <laughs> we try really, really hard to move other people's brains to our liking instead of finding ways to adapt to the needs to, to the needs of others. And I don't mean adapt in a way that's like codependent or doing what they want. What I mean is adapting to where they are now and what their needs are now, meaning that instead of trying to force like a fixing of them, you can present them with breadcrumbs to an idea, or you can just listen to where they are now and 
have respect for that as opposed to trying to force a square peg into a round hole kind of thing. You know what I mean? I think we tend to do that. We tend to feel like we can give someone else what we know and that will make them better. Because even if we do give them, if we were to literally translate what we know in our brains to their experience, it might not translate one-to-one. Like that just might not work for them. That's why it's so important when we talk about the Graves model, and I've talked about it in past podcasts, it's important that when we talk about the Graves model, we talk about it in a way that's not hierarchical, meaning that Graves 5 is not inherently better than Graves 4. There are things that are better, but there are things about 4 that are better than 5, right? It's really relative to the situation, but it's important to not talk about it in a hierarchical way because you cannot just translate one experience to the other. Like you can't force someone who is not ready to go into five into a five framework. If somebody who is so used to the structure of five suddenly has to make their own way, that can be an incredibly stressful situation for them and they might not be prepared to do it. They would rather dedicate all of their time to getting another situation that reflects four that is their powerhouse as opposed to trying to force themselves to start their own business and move into five, right? So they would rather spend their time doing uh, job seeking and all of that preparation to stay within the framework that they're comfortable in. So I think it's incredibly important for us to make sure that we are not trying to force our experience onto other people because that is an incredibly dangerous thing for the other person. And for us, you know, we could elicit a stress response from them and that could create all sorts of chaos, right? I think especially when we get into a space, when we're doing any kind of personal development work, it is really easy to feel like we're starting to see the x-rays of reality. We're starting to see through the walls of someone's psyche or their ego. And we feel like because we know these tools that we have to fix them. But it's certainly important to think that as someone who's learning typology or the Graves model or attachment theory or uh, whatever other thing that you're using to learn about um, humans, that someone just might not be ready for it. They just might not need it. You know, someone might be in a flow state and by injecting typology into their life, you might be screwing up their flow state. And creating a situation where they're overthinking, which I don't even like that term overthinking, but they might be thinking too complexly about something that um, is a, is a simple solution for them. And I find that to be an important part of the personal development learning cycle, because I think one of the first things we want to do when we start learning things is to share it with someone else. I know plenty of us do. And there's a couple of reasons for that, you know, one particularly being that we want to brag about what we know (laughs) and uh, we want to feel good about saying like, oh, I learned something new and it's exciting and you want other people to share in your excitement. Um, But there's also the subconscious bias aspect of wanting to have someone else like really appreciate um, your growth and almost see it as like a hierarchical thing because we have a social underlying hierarchy. So sometimes, especially again, INTPs, we, uh, we definitely favor 
our knowledge and feel like our knowledge can sometimes make us feel superior to others. And sometimes personal development can be a way for someone to try to feel more superior to others. And I think that's not actually development. That's not really helpful. And, you know, I speak about all this because this is all stuff that I've learned. This is all stuff that I've been learning. And I'm still very actively checking myself with as I go through a lot of my own personal development. Um, And these are things that I've talked about in other episodes about like, you know, keeping personal development personal because it's about you and your experiences and your needs. And that's something that I needed to learn through these processes of going through workplace stuff, going through my marriage, um, you know, a few years ago and um, all sorts of, of, of situations and religion in particular. That was probably the first time that I had to realize like, oh, okay. I can't tell someone how to think like, I just can't like, and sometimes someone thinking a different way is actually beneficial to them. Like my form of thinking is not the way of thinking, (laughs) you know, um, which sounds incredibly pompous, but you know, that's what it was. It totally was. And, um, I needed to work through that. So, I mean, part of that was, you know, I was going through a life where I was trying to build a foundation for myself and I was learning through building that foundation for myself Um, But I certainly realized that I was going in the wrong direction at some point. And um, now I've had more space to breathe. And I've been realizing how some of those, those concepts of moving out of atheism into, uh, I don't know, nothing, I don't know, I don't really have a, a, like a a more general holistic, uh, cosmic calibration, that, um, you know, I've, I've still needed to translate that into other things through typology, through other things that I come across that are other graves for frameworks that I have to check against myself and say like, okay, am I, am I moving forward or am I making lateral moves in, into other things that I'm being protective of and being truth versus truth about and trying to just tell someone else how to be, or am I genuinely expecting or respecting other people's experiences you know, regardless of what that looks like and regardless of the situation. Right. So, um, I originally went into this podcast wanting to talk about, um, my, my marriage and, um, you know, what I learned from that and that experience. So I'm going to backtrack after the break and we're going to talk a little bit about that stuff because today, uh, this is April 25th that I'm recording this. This is going to air next week, but this is the, this day is the fourth anniversary of what would have been my fourth wedding anniversary. So it's, it's kind of an interesting thing. And part of what I wanted to talk about on this episode is sort of working through that, um, emotionally a little bit on this show. So I'm going to take a break and we're going to recover and do a little bit of that. Cause I want to share some of that story with you guys. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know, what is going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. All right. So welcome back. I hope you guys are doing okay. 
in that 30 seconds. I mean, life could change in 30 seconds. I hope everything's okay. I'm here for you. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this, so this episode is kind of a two-parter. I think like the first half, I was kind of just talking about um, sort of lateral moves in the Graves model and uh, um, truth versus truth stuff and, and all of that. Um, I'll have to listen back to kind of figure out uh, what what the title is based on that stuff. But, you know, this, this podcast is something where I essentially, I, I kind of wake up and I just share what I've been thinking. And I, I love doing that. And it's something I realized that Seth Godin has been doing on his blog. He has a daily blog that he's been doing for a very, very long time. And that blog is just something where he's like, you know, I wake up and I just write about what I've been thinking about all day. And I feel like that's what I've been wanting to do on this podcast. And it just happens to be that my topic is surrounding creative calibration and mental health and all of that stuff. So, you know, the topic just kind of emerges from that. And it kind of emerged from, you know, the stress of my marriage and the stress of um, kind of going down a path of a life that I thought I wanted and it didn't quite work out that way. So as I mentioned before the break, today is the fourth anniversary of or what would have been my fourth anniversary of my wedding. And first, I think it's important to state that I'm, I think I'm finally at a place where I don't feel any bitterness about that. I don't think I did really from the outset, but it initially started as just like a sad feeling. And now it feels like to me that it's, it, I can have more gratitude for that time period in my life. Because I went in that direction for a deliberate reason. There was a reason I did that. And I wanted to experience life in in a, in a in a way that was different than I did before. You know, when I was in Philly, I grew up in Philly and I spent 25 years there. And then I moved to San Diego to, to be with my ex-wife. And we were dating for five years and then we got married and we were married for two years. And, you know, I went to experience something new. And I felt like Philly was not a place where I wanted to plant my roots and I wanted to try something different. And San Diego started to be that for me. San Diego was a place where I wanted to plant my roots. I wanted to spend my time with her and, um, and, and grow that life. And it was very good. You know, there were a lot of good things there. I think there were a lot of complications that ultimately led to the end of our marriage and our relationship. Um, but I'm as I grow distant from the 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 sort of epicenter of everything that happened, uh, time and space wise. I feel like I can have a little bit more respect for the time period itself. I can have a little bit more respect for the the situation, and um, you know, for for how positive it was for me, because it was it was really my first attempt at some sort of foundational aspect of my life. I recently have been doing a lot of work with Myers-Briggs and through that Myers-Briggs work, I've been realizing that, um, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my challenges have been within the scope of realizing that I had been moving a lot. I, I identified with my intuition so much that, you know, I would get out of the house to avoid, um, my, domestic issues at home with my parents. I would get out of the house to, I, I would be spending time outside after school with my friends because that was like a safe space for me. 
or I would, when I was, you know, later in life, I went out drinking a lot and I would explore a lot and did a lot of road trips with friends. And I did a lot of things where I was moving quite a bit and I was switching relationships with people quite a bit. Um, personal relationships, not just romantic, but, um, friendships. I, I basically had a friendship, every new friend, every two years. And I talked about this on some previous episodes as well. So through that episode where I realized that I, <coughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh, that came out of nowhere. Ugh. I don't edit this podcast, so you just got to deal with it. Um, <laughs> um, so I started to realize that in my past, I was kind of just bouncing from thing to thing and I did not set my roots anywhere. I knew that I didn't want to be in Philly. I knew I didn't want to, um, have that sense of permanence there. So I had my set site on San Diego and I, and I went there and we spent years trying to build a foundation and I built up my skills and I got a good job. I had a few good jobs. Um, but you know, I, I did struggle with some of those jobs, but there were so many things that I learned from that experience that have really helped me today. And I think that is the challenge that I've been trying to work through is making sure that I'm extracting the positive things and the gratitude that I got from those experiences and not harping on the negative so much. Because I think, I think one of the challenges that after you go through a divorce, you're kind of having to explain the negative things quite a bit. You're having to explain what went wrong And it's a challenge to balance that with what went right, you know, and sometimes that can leave a bitter taste in our mouth as we come across anniversaries or significant moments like your, your former partner's uh, birthday or something like that, you know, and I don't want to have these additional days of the year that turn into specifically negative moments, you know? I want to have April 25th be a day where I can look back fondly and say, you know what, that was one of the best days of my life because it really was. I had so much fun at that wedding and um, we had so many great friends coming out. We had so many people supporting us and even though the relationship didn't work, like we had so much fun. There were so many great people in our lives and that's why it's also a positive thing for me to think about how my son is going to have a good life because he's got good people surrounding him. Right. And while I personally didn't gel in that situation, I needed different things because of my specific needs. And, um, you know, there were some things about our relationship that didn't work. You know, that is no, by no means a, uh, interpretation of her character as a person. And I think sometimes that messes us up. You know, we, we forget that our relationship with people is like a third entity. Like when we get together with someone, we create this third entity that is the relationship. You are still two individuals, but con- together you are this partnership. And that partnership needs nurturing just as much as the individuals do. And sometimes if you don't have the right balance of those three things, you know, one of the things suffers at least. And, you know, for me, I felt like in service, for example, so in service of trying to please her and then please the relationship. I personally was suffering and you know, that is ultimately what led to the end of the relationship. Like I didn't let myself, you know, grow in the context of that. And by the time I tried to take the power back to my, for myself, it was too much of a friction point. There was too much, um, uh, foundation. It was too rigid. It was too, it's like the cement has settled and it was really, really hard to, uh, move that 
to shape that again. Right. So ultimately, you know, uh, the, the, the issue is making sure that I still have a positive attitude towards what that life led for me. That life told me, uh, that life gave me room to learn how to be a better, uh, dresser. You know, I learned, um, men's style while I was in that foundational place because I was making money and I wanted to dress better because that's something I never had the opportunity to do. I grew up with hand-me-downs and, um, you know, very basic understandings of clothing. Like I was shopped at like cheap stores and never bought myself something nice. And so having that opportunity to make some money and to be able to buy myself something, uh, a wardrobe was, and learn a new skill was awesome. I loved that so much. Um, I learned about how to nurture a relationship and, and learn about the good and bad things that can or cannot work in a marriage. I learned about partnership, you know, like Brie was a very good partner. Sorry for saying your name. You should, I don't know if you're listening to this, but I'm trying not to say X because I feel like X is so like, meh. I'm like, that's not, I don't want to think of her that way. My former partner, she, um, you know, she was a good partner. We were good partners. Like we were, you know, we had a good, we gelled really well in that way when we were doing practical things, like we nailed it. Like we, we were so good at that stuff. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of the opportunity to grow from her with that. Like she taught me a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, she gave me a lot of opportunities to, to, to set some foundation in that space. Right. And I think for me, ultimately, um, you know, while some of the emotional things were missing for me, I think it gave me the opportunity to dive deep in a way that I normally would not, because most of my life I had spent time deflecting. I had gone from, again, from relationship to relationship and didn't really sit still anywhere. And now while, while I was in that space, I trying to make sure that I don't take for granted that having at least some form of foundation and starting to build that foundation there gave me the opportunity to slow down in a way that I had not experienced in my life until that point. So that was incredibly important for me to be able to start doing that introspective work because ultimately now I'm a better person. I feel like I'm so much of a better person. I'm still working on stuff, but I think if I stayed that route, I might've been bitter and angry and I don't, I wouldn't have wanted to be that to my son. You know, maybe my son would have helped and been, you know, created a, a better situation for me and, um, you know, given me some sort of kinship within that, that life. But, um, that ultimately I feel like this path has been better for me. And I'm thinking about that in relation to what my son is going to experience later in life when we do get to see each other and I get to help him with things. And, um, you know, he can ask me for advice on life or whatever that I have better answers now, um, than I would have, if I was just kind of stuck in a stressful situation. So there are things that I definitely learned from that. And, I want to express gratitude much more thoroughly uh, in these moments when I'm experiencing, um, you know, anniversaries or birthdays or things in relation to my past life of being in San Diego and even going to San Diego. I've been totally frightened of going back to San Diego because there's just going to be a flood of memories and nostalgia and difficult emotions. And I feel like I've been continuously preparing for myself for those moments because I'm going to have to go back at some point to see my son 
and I will probably have to confront, um, you know, my, my former wife and, uh, have to talk about some of those things, you know, if we're going to have to establish some sort of relationship so that we can co-parent, you know, that's, that's going to be tricky. But I think that starts for me, at least with a sense of gratitude for the life that did transpire, transpire and being able to see it for what it was in the positive ways and, you know, still maintain perspective in what wasn't working. Like it's not about gratitude in a way that is laced with regret. I don't have any regret. I don't believe in regret. I believe in learning and I believe in expression, expressing love for the moments in life that helped us grow as a person. As I talk about this, I get kind of flashbacks about specific scenes in my life that I would see all the time. And I think it's incredibly important for me to not feel like those are dark clouds, you know, but they're the sunshine that San Diego brought. That's so much that that brought into my life uh, a greater sense of, of being now that I can be here in this next phase of life and trying to build a different kind of foundation for myself, I can, I can really listen to myself more honestly. And then I can feel like I am honestly in this life because I honestly want to be here as opposed to trying to force a square peg into a round hole, which felt like some of what that life was. Um, you know, there was, and that's tricky to talk about, right? Because like, I'm not necessarily saying that my life in San Diego was wrong so much as it just wasn't right for me. And I stress for me because I think, uh, I think there are so many things that were amazing and, um, I do miss those things. You know, I'm, I miss, uh, a lot of, a lot of what that life brought, a lot of what that life taught me. And I'm trying actively to consider, consider and continue to bring those ideas and notions into this life. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, I don't know, it feels like an immemorial, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know for me, it's like, I just want to express gratitude. I appreciate that. You know, like I, like I, there was the thank you next episode I did. And that thank you next episode was all about expressing gratitude for the women in my life that had spent time with me exclusively. And I feel like I have, you know, the, obviously like she married me, like that's a massive commitment to someone. And that is uh, something that I don't take for granted. You know, the idea that that was the thing that happened. And, um, while, you know, I, I don't necessarily translate not taking something for granted as staying in that situation. I don't take it for granted in a way that I appreciate it for what it was at the time. You know, things are always changing and appreciating something doesn't mean you have to stay with it. Appreciating something means that you're grateful for what it was in the moment that it was. And I just want to keep being grateful for that. And I don't want to forget all of the things in my life that have led me to who I am today as someone who's per learning personal development, who can help other people, who is building my own new foundation in life and has, you know, the, the, the greatest love I've ever experienced now and continuing to experience great love throughout my life and share that love with you guys 
and share that growth with you guys and keep building possibilities for the future. So, you know, today being, you know, what would have been the fourth anniversary of my, my wedding, I'm, I, I thank you. I think, I think all of the people that came out to support that, I think my former wife, I think her family, I, you know, I thank uh, San Diego for the opportunity it gave me to grow as a person. And, um, you know, it's just forever a part of my story and that's never, ever going to change. So there's that. And, uh, to that, I say cheers to, uh, to, to what was and what will be. So, um, I hope that you can think of this as a way for you to think about some of your own past situations. I know we have a lot of bitterness towards our former partners for the people who have wronged us in some sort of way, or felt like someone wronged us in some sort of way. But I think it's always important to remember that people are on different tracks in life. And sometimes those tracks overlap. And I don't take for granted the fact that even Molly and I could end up going separate tracks one day. And that helps me appreciate today. We're like, we don't live in a framework that, um, of, of closed hand relationship, uh, rules. Like we're not, we're committed to each other, but because we want to be here, it's not because of some external rule set that is forcing us to be here. And I think that's incredibly powerful for us to continue to nurture our relationship. Um, so that for me gives me greater hope than anything I've ever experienced before. And I, I hope that you can still look past all of the difficulties that you've experienced with previous partners and because you've spent time with them, you appreciated something about them at some point about them specifically or about the situation or how it made you grow or, you know, the experiences that are brought with it. And I don't think it's fair for us unless, you know, someone completely destroyed our lives or something that's, that's completely different, but I don't think it's fair for us to harbor resentment when a situation probably gave us so much more than we're giving credit for credit for. So I just want you to think about that. Are there situations in your life like that where typically you're associating like a date or a time or a situation or place to a negative emotion and are there positive emotions that you're ignoring as a result of that? You know, I I think that's empower empowering to think about the positives that occurred within that. And that's not to say again, to ignore the negatives, to ignore what has been done to you, or it's not, it's not an excuse to say like, you know what? That was good. Let me get back together with my ex. (laughs) Like, no, that's not what I'm saying either. I'm saying, to be grateful for what you learned and for the gratitude of acknowledging that it's a part of your story and it's allowing you to move forward. All right, we're going to wrap up. That's a lot. I'm feeling heavy today. So it's been kind of like a slow moving episode, but um, I feel good about getting it out. This feels like a diary entry kind of episode. And uh, I thank you guys for listening to it, for being here, um, especially when I have these episodes. I know they're all very like heavy on me and my life and my story, but 
I don't know. Sometimes it's kind of like listening to soap operas, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's what it does for you. Uh, hopefully there's some sort of connection point to your life and you can use it as a way to think about something and grow and uh, go do something uh, to express some sort of gratitude for where you've been and where you're going. So thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you have any questions, comments, queries, uh, you can hit me up at let's go see note on all the social channels, preferably Twitter. That's usually where I hang out the most. And, um, you can leave a voice message here on anchor anchor.fm slash dopamine. We also have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash dopamine D O P E A M I N E like, yo, that's dope. And, um, we also have the cosmic calibration course ready. So you can go up to bit.ly slash cosmic INTP, all lowercase to check that out. That is a course designed for INTPs to help them move beyond the stereotypes of INTP descriptions. And I share a lot of my personal life experiences and growth as an INTP to help INTPs uh, get in touch with their own sense of spirituality, whatever that means, and to let go of, um, you know, some your rationale sometimes, and to grow as a person to learn how to connect with people a little bit better, uh, do some some networking, or finding ways to connect romantically with people and to learn how to establish uh, your foundation and, um, you know, some ideas around safety and security and humility as well. There's a lot about, a lot about all of that stuff. So if you're an INTP or no one, send them to bit.ly slash cosmic INTP, all lowercase. So thank you guys again for listening to this episode. I really appreciate you so much. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See ya. Just a reminder for you guys to go check out EM Media and Video by calling 267-528-7890. They are a way for you to do cheap commercial production uh, for video and for audio. They do voiceovers and can help you get into the market. So they primarily work in Philadelphia, but they can help you anywhere across the country. So again, 267-528-7890 to get your quote today. See you guys. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.